Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. Hello and welcome to the first installment of our 2024 Outlook podcast mini-series, which outlines our key investment views and how investors should be positioned going into 2024. My name is Manpreet and I have with me today Steve Bryce, who's our Global Chief Investment Officer based in Singapore. Now, we've just released our 2024 outlook titled Sailing with the Wind. And today we'll cover the headline views for this annual outlook. Uh, the following podcasts, of course, we'll look into more detail at each asset class. So equities, bonds and currencies. And then we'll have a dedicated podcast specifically for investors looking to build income generating portfolios. So we've got quite a lot to cover today. So we can we should get started. So uh, hi, Steve. Thanks for joining us today. I guess we should start with the economic outlook. Uh, we appear to have seen a significant shift in sentiment uh, towards this outlook in the last quarter of 2023. Do you see that extending into 2024? Um, yeah, I guess so. So we're looking for um, global economic activity to decelerate significantly in 2024. So the US economy looks likely to shift from a growth rate of around 2.5% growth this year uh, to around 1.5% next year. Now, on the positives, excess savings are are supporting consumer spending and Biden's green infrastructure boost are still significant positives heading into next year. However, the leading economic indicator has been declining through 2023 and we're seeing uh, early signs that the labour market is weakening significantly. Uh, And to me, both of these point to weaker economic activity ahead. If we look elsewhere in the world, so Europe, uh, we expect the economy to enter this next year bordering on or or actually being in recession and still tight policy settings means a strong recovery looks unlikely. From a global growth, sorry, from a global perspective outside of um, the developed market world, uh, the main positive is that the Chinese economy does appear to be stabilizing, uh, responding to significant monetary and uh, fiscal policy support. However, even here, uh, depressed property markets uh, are certainly a multi-year drag on the economy. So against this backdrop from a growth perspective, we believe inflation is likely to moderate significantly in 2024, led by reduced service sector inflation. And this should, over time, give central banks more flexibility when it comes to responding to any economic Weakness. Indeed, at its December FOMC meeting, the US Federal Reserve surprised markets, signaling its expectation that it will cut rates three times in 2024 now. Uh, that's despite limited changes actually to its economic forecasts. Thanks, Steve. And uh, you're right. I think the Fed certainly did offer a bit of a surprise uh, to markets, at least from its its latest meeting. Uh, but I guess that bridges to my next question, which is, OK, we've got that economic outlook, but how does it feed through to your thoughts for different investment asset classes specifically in 2024? Well, I guess the simplest conclusion is that we expect bonds to come lower as central banks shift their attention away from worrying about controlling inflation towards supporting economic growth. And as we said, the Fed's sort of signaling that a little bit already. Now, bond yields have come down sharply, actually, from their highs, but we think they can come down further. And while our central scenario is for a soft landing, at least in, in, in the first half of the year, the risks ask you to a harder than expected landing at some point. Therefore, we have a strong preference for high quality bonds as a cornerstone of a diversified foundation allocation. Now, 
as recently as two years ago, that would have been hugely unappealing to investors, with yields being around 1.5%. But despite the recent declines, US government bond yields now are in the region of 4%. So this is a much more palatable area for investors to consider hunkering down in and seeking decent decent yields and decent returns. And indeed, if we look beyond the nominal reads and look at real yields, which is basically yields uh, nominal yields after subtracting forward-looking inflation expectations, these are also looking at their most attractive levels since the global financial crisis. Now, of course, people could look elsewhere in the fixed income world and look for higher yields. So, um, you know, the best case here or best um, example here is the high yield area of the market where yields are much higher. But given we believe that risks are skewed to a recession, we would limit exposures to the areas with higher credit risks. So just trying to put this in a portfolio or allocation context for a moderately aggressive investor, we have a 7% allocation developed market high yield bonds, right? That's half what we have to develop market investment grade bonds. So 14% to the investment grade area. Thanks, Steve. So high quality bonds clearly coming across as as uh, one key message. Uh, but let's move on maybe to equity markets. Uh, I know you've previously described the equity rally of 2023 as one of the most unloved rallies uh, in recent memory. Um, could you help our listeners understand what, what you mean by that phrase? Yeah, well, I guess sentiment has generally been pretty poor this year. So we all entered the year worrying about when a US recession would hit. And obviously, the answer was not this year. Uh, Then there were concerns that inflation would remain higher for longer, forcing central banks to hike rates by more and then hold them for higher for longer as well. Uh, Meanwhile, geopolitical concerns have remained in the background, obviously with the Russia-Ukraine conflict continuing and then more recently, obviously, the tragic developments in the Middle East. And then finally, we've had geopolitical concerns from the US, with the US pursuing Uh, Policies aimed at constraining China's development, all under the guise of uh, national security concerns. So amid all these concerns, you know, global equities still rose over 18% this year. Now, what's funny is that even this made investors concerned, as many were worried that the narrow leadership with the magnificent, magnificent seven stocks dominating returns the worry was that that if the rug was pulled from under these stocks, then it would drag the index lower. And so that's why I think, you know, we've seen a very people being very concerned about all of these factors and the market just keep going higher and higher. And that's why I think it's been pretty unloved by investors. Okay, so do you think this unloved equity rally can extend it to 2024? At this stage, I think the key word in your question is into So I believe this unloved rally can continue with inflation likely to fall further and growth to slow only modestly. Markets are likely to become increasingly hopeful that a soft landing can be achieved, allowing equities to continue to rally into 2024. And I guess the Fed messaging that they're willing to consider rate cuts before inflation falls to its target really just increases that hope. Now, If we look at the narrow equity uh, market leadership, that's also something that we're not too concerned about. More often than not, narrow leadership tends to broaden out over the course of the time. Now, I guess I said into what about would I be confident in projecting this strong performance through 2024? And I think I'd be more nervous about doing that. 
Now, while we expect a soft landing, the risk of recession is, is likely to remain with us through 2024. A part of me as an investor would just prefer to get this recession out of the way, as that would create a huge buying opportunity, valuations would become lower, and then we could see strong equity market returns likely on a, a multi-year basis. But that's not our, how we think this is going to play out. An alternative strategy then would be to sit on the sidelines. Okay, say, look, I think the market's going to correct at some point. I don't know when. Uh, so let's sit on the sidelines, let the market rally and wait for it to correct before entering. But I think history suggests that rallies can go on for much longer than we initially expect. Therefore, sitting on the sidelines can be really frustrating and actually lead to us buying much higher. So the way we manage this is we have an overweight allocation to global equities heading into 2024, but will be even more data dependent than normal and remain on alert for the risk of a hard landing later in the year. Thanks, Steve. I think we're, we're almost out of time, but would you have any uh, a quick comment perhaps on the outlook for the US dollar? Yeah, just really quickly, uh, we'll obviously cover this in, in one of the later podcasts, but we do expect the dollar to be largely range bound in 2024. Um, so this range bound behavior is likely to be more pronounced actually over the next one to three months as markets consolidate following the Fed's messaging from its recent policy meeting. But we expect the dollar to weaken slightly later in the year. Um, so therefore, you know, from my perspective, I'd be looking for dollar rallies to sell it into. And the key beneficiaries being the euro, the Australian dollar and the Japanese yen. All right. I think we'll, we'll bring the podcast to a close on that note. Uh, thanks very much, Steve, uh, for taking the time to outline the key investment views as we head into 2024. And thank you, listeners, for taking the time to join us today. Uh, just as a reminder, you can find a copy of our 2024 Outlook report, Sailing with the Wind, at the link in the description below. Alternatively, you'll also be able to find it on the Standard Chartered Wealth Insights pages on either Facebook or LinkedIn. And just looking ahead for a moment, on Monday, Steve will also be speaking with Fukien and Daniel to talk about uh, the outlook for equity markets in a little bit more detail. So please do, do keep a watch out for that. Uh, on that note, uh, let me sort of end the podcast here uh, and wish you a very pleasant festive season ahead, uh, as well as a very happy new year. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details, visit Market Views on the Go on our website or click the link in the description.